second ten days, the second ashara, as we say in Arabic, these are for maghfirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. Maghfirah is also a huge subject in the Quran, in the hadith, in Islam in general, what is forgiveness and who forgives and who should ask for forgiveness and uh, who is forgiven what are the signs of forgiveness etc etc so forgiveness is uh, also at various levels and uh, we all uh, should be humbled in front of Allah and uh, acknowledge our mistakes and our sins which is a prerequisite for tawbah. When you ask Allah for forgiveness, you are also making tawbah, you are repenting, where you have uh, some guilt, some compunction in you that you are very sorry and you're apologizing for the mistakes, the blunders, the sins. So every human being, including the prophets, uh, they, the prophets do this, but every other human being should assume that they sin all the time. Uh, it is not good enough to say, I've done everything good today. That is not the way a Muslim thinks and behaves in front of Allah. The way a Muslim thinks and behaves in front of Allah is that I have committed so many sins today even though I may have been in the masjid 24-7. That's the adab. That's the mindset. That's the spirit that the Rasul وسلم, and the Sahaba and the Anbiya and other people who follow them, they follow this spirit and they don't get ahead of, ahead of themselves and so on. So no one is immune or protected from committing sin. As Yusuf says, وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِي I don't exonerate myself. Why? Because I have a nafs in me. And the nafs, what does it do by nature? لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءٌ The nafs is always commanding towards evil. Always, continuously. Subconsciously and consciously. So in the Muslim's mind, he must always be repentive always be apologizing for himself, for his mistakes, blunders, whatever it is, and then eventually sins also. And this is the adab of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, That I seek forgiveness from Allah, I make istighfar to Allah a hundred times a day. And that was him. And what kind of mistakes did he make? Probably none. But to show the ummah that this is how you think as a Muslim. You're not God, so you're not perfect. So you may have done something very imperfect in that day which you don't even know about. 
And that's the key to human existence and human conscious and subconscious. We don't know how many mistakes we make every day. That's the thing. So now, when we start discussing forgiveness, we have the amazing insights from the Prophet Sallallahu's minds that are represented in his du'as. So one of his du'as he used to make is after coming out from the bathroom. He would say, what would he say? Ghufranaka. And you're coming out from the bathroom and you're asking Allah to forgive you. So even there, so you, you probably made many mistakes there too. Ghufranaka. What's the biggest mistake? Or the biggest injustice that I have had to separate myself from the dhikr of Allah for a few moments because I'm so imperfect. I need to relieve myself from the filth that's in me and during that time I'm not allowed to make dhikr. So I'm repenting from not being allowed to make dhikr because of my imperfection. So he says, I seek your forgiveness. Is he that much of humbleness? That's beyond human conception. That only a Nabi can think like this and only a Nabi can teach this. That, Ya Allah, I have 24-7 to make your dhikr, stay in your dhikr, but in these few moments, I'm not allowed to. Why? Because I'm imperfect. And because I have filth in me that I need to discard. So in those moments when I'm in ghafla, when I can't be in dhikr, I seek your forgiveness. And the Quran uses ghufranaka at a much higher level. وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ Right, just before the end of Baqarah. And they say we listen, سَمِعْنَا and we obey Atana. And then, Ghufranaka, forgive us. You're listening, you're obeying, and then you say, forgive us. For what? For listening, obeying? For not being able to fulfill the right and the due of listening. For not being able to fulfill the right, the due, the haq of obeying. So there we have failed to obey you and to listen to you the way we should. Therefore, forgive us. That's another level. That even after doing the deed, you say, forgive me. I mean, I'm not worthy of doing anything for you anyway. So if I'm, if I'm doing salat five times a day, if I'm in the masjid 24-7, if I'm doing everything that is good, then what do you say? Forgive me, forgive me for not being able to do due justice to the action I did. That, again, is Islam. Where you submit and you surrender you to Allah. Surrendering you to Allah, that's Islam. So at this level, even in the dunya, when you're doing the actions, the Quran teaches us to seek forgiveness. And then immediately after that, in the next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَعْفُ أَنَّا وَغْفِرْ لَنَا 
In these days of Ramadan and nights of Ramadan, okay, if you want to receive Laylatul Qadr, one of the many uh, prescriptions that we have from the Sunnah is to read this dua. Allahum innaka afoon tuhibbul afa fa'afu anni. Af means the pardon. And maghfira, ghufran, forgiveness, means to cover. You have a word in Arabic, mighfar, which means something that covers your head, a helmet. So the essence of kufran is covering the sin, covering the mistake. And afu means to pardon. Afu means to pardon. Pardon me. The end of Baqarah then. So forgive us, pardon us, overlook our mistakes, and then cover our sins. Covering with satar. That we don't want you, Allah, to expose our sins to anybody. Not even to us on the Day of Judgment. That's now maghfirah. What is maghfirah? Maghfirah is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala envelopes you with his rahmah in such a way that no one will ever detect any sin on you, even you. That is on the Day of Judgment. That's maghfirah. So in these ten days, we ask for Allah's maghfirah. Allah's covering of our sins to the degree where they're erased. Erased. Meaning that is a great fadl. That's a great triumph if Allah does grant us all forgiveness, inshallah. Allah gives us all maghfirah and afu and afiyah and everything that we need in order to, inshallah, uh, be escorted into Jannah by the angels. This is maghfirah. So this at the end of your life, and Surah Baqarah obviously is the end of the surah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying throughout your life, your only objective must be to have your sins forgiven. That's your objective. Because you're going to commit sin. As human beings, invariably, no one's perfect. You commit sin and you make mistakes. And you have blunders throughout the day. From 24-7, maybe 23 hours is all blunder. Even if you're not, that's how you think. Because the Prophet Asim thought that way. So this is maghfirah at this level, uh, in this dunya. And this is how the Prophet was. At another level, there's another level of maghfirah that is for the Anbiya That is for the Prophets. There are some uh, worldly benefits for istighfar also. Yeah, if you're in a severe dilemma, you have a problem, you don't know what to do, then the ulama recommend that you say astaghfirullah many times. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, forgive my sins, forgive my sins. Kind of anti-ethical to how the world thinks today. The world wants you to validate all their stupid mistakes. And then give them a standing ovation for it too. Because they committed the mistake. They're making sin. This is kind of, everything's perverted now. It's not even inverted, it's perverted. So here the, the, the Anbiya would tell their people that if you have problems, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا As Nuh told his people to seek forgiveness from Allah because he's extremely forgiving. غفار Not even forgiving. غفار All the time continuously forgiving. 
then what will be the benefit of that in this dunya? يُرْسِلِ السَّمَا عَلَيْكُمْ بِدْرَارَهُ وَيَزِدْكُمْ أَمْوَالِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down rain of rahmah, continuous rain of rahmah, so that the grass will be green. You'll have vegetation, you'll have crops, you'll have fruits, this pasture and greenery for your cattle and for your livestock, and whereby you live, you'll have life. Through istighfar, you get life. So if you want to live, then make istighfar. If you're in a corner, you don't know what to do, astaghfirullah, as many times as you can. Do Salat al-Tawbah. Make two rakats Salat al-Tawbah. Ask Allah to forgive you and then continue with your Astaghfar, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. And then you will see Allah's help will come. Because it will come from the heavens. Allah will release the heavens. Yursil Yursil. He will release the heavens to help you. And then He'll increase you in His favor. He'll give you children, offspring. He'll give you, you know, wealth and everything else that you need in order to live and live comfortably. Okay. So these are the, the, the kind of very, you know, ben- benefits of istighfar in this dunya are there. But for the Anbiya the istighfar of the Anbiya is to raise their ranks, not for their forgiveness. Their sins are already forgiven. So at the end of the Prophet life, Mubarak, here in Medina, as now he's about to leave and Islam has spread throughout the peninsula, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That when you see people coming into Islam in droves, armies and armies of people coming into Islam, when now you have succeeded in your mission, what do you do? وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ you seek forgiveness from Allah. You don't parade yourself and get, get, get a plaque of victory and then you, you have a lap of honor and then everybody is singing and dancing for you. No. Allah says, seek forgiveness. That uh, only a Nabi will comprehend. We only comprehend what we know from the ayah. But how that feels, that Allah subhanahu is saying that, look, I've helped you with this mission after a long, long struggle. And now it's done. Now it's done. What do, what do I want you to do? فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ Make tasbih of the praise of your Lord. Say subhanallah bihamdi and say astaghfirullah. 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 So this is why these 10 days are extremely important that you want to seek Allah's forgiveness, maghfirah, at all levels, all types of maghfirah, the comprehensive maghfirah in this world and also in the world hereafter. So that is why Ramadan facilitates this. Your fasting facilitates this. Your Quran reading facilitates this. Your helping others facilitates this. Your tarawi facilitates this mode and ambiance of istighfar where your heart should have become so soft by the 11th day that you can only think of one thing and that is that Allah forgives you. Now if your heart has not become soft by the 11th night, then you're in trouble. 
Then you can work towards the 19th night. And by the 19th night, your heart should be so soft that you can only ask Allah to forgive you. Because that's your only concern in this month. Allah forgives you. Because the Prophet, as you know, cursed the person or said, Ameen to the dua of Jibreel as he who was ascending the member. That on one step, Jibreel said, May Allah curse the person who sees Ramadan, witnesses Ramadan, but is not forgiven in Ramadan. May Allah curse him. And the Rasul of Rahmah says, Ameen. So the Prophet said, Ameen, to that dua of Jibreel, which obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Jibreel to go to the Prophet and make this dua. So that's why Maghfirah is the fruit of all our ibadat. Maghfirah is what you should seek in Ramadan. Everything else you do, you can make dua for the dunya, for everything else and everything. But what is needed is forgiveness. And the only way forgiveness will come is if you sit down and cry in front of Allah. Humble yourself. Eliminate yourself. Say, I'm nothing. Which is absolutely true. In front of Allah, we're nothing. So when you eliminate yourself and you eradicate your nafs and you cry, whether in private or with people, it doesn't matter. You cry in front of Allah and say, Allah, forgive me. Once you have that spirit, then, now, you'll be ready to meet Laylatul Qadr. But if you have any pride in you, if you have any preconceived presumptions about you, or that you're okay, then you're not ready to meet Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr only comes to people who have salam in them. In Surah what does the Quran say? Salam. That the night of Qadr is all about salam. Salamatun nafs. That your nafs is now calm. It is tame. There's no wave in you. There's no arrogance in you. There's no pride in you. There's no presumption in you. There's no conceit in you. There's no deception in you. There's no fraud in you. There's no lying, cheating, deceiving. There's no element in you that wants to harm any other human being. That's called salam. So in order to get to that salam, you have to make sure you procure Allah's maghfirah in these 10 days. That Allah forgives you. And once you do that, then subhanAllah. Then oh, mashallah, the heavens will open its gates of barakah. And you'll see and witness and feel things that are impossible to relate to, impossible to describe. That is Allah's fadl. But maghfirah, after rahmah, in the first 10 days, that prepares you for maghfirah, where now you annihilate yourself. And I am nothing. I've done nothing. I can't do anything. I'm useless. All of these words should come to you, rather than you say this about other people. That's the thing. So along with maghfirah, another type of maghfirah is the maghfirah of human beings of each other. Where human beings forgive each other. And that is the pinnacle of ethics in Islam. Because no other religion, maybe some other religion, maybe it's an ideal. But Islam is a religion which perfects the noble standards of human behavior. 
And this only belongs to those who are extremely close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like Abu Bakr Siddiq. Abu Bakr Siddiq, the closest person to Allah after the Anbiya, after the Prophets. He's the closest. And that's the Sunni belief, and this is the true belief. That Abu Bakr is the best person in humankind after all the Prophets. He's there first in line. So now, Abu Bakr had a nephew. And this nephew he would feed because he was not so well off and he would take care of him, take care of his expenses and everything. This nephew was involved in the slander of Abu Bakr's daughter Aisha. He was one of those. He was involved in the slandering of Aisha. Now you can imagine as a, as a father, as a Muslim, as someone close to the Prophet uh, how angry he must have been which is normal, very natural. Very normal, very natural to be angry, totally angry. Wishing everything evil for this person. Why not? You're slandering first my daughter. Number two, you're slandering more than that. You're slandering the, 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 the wife of the Prophet and the mother of all believers. So Abu Bakr said, I'm not doing anything for you anymore. Obviously, we, we, we won't speak to that person. No. Yeah, we'll probably curse that person, you know, to the lowest point in hell. As I say, it's normal. The feeling is normal. There's nothing wrong with that feeling. But for Abu Bakr, Allah had a different standard. What standard he had? Allah said, forgive him. <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't say, continue paying him. But more than continue paying him, Allah said to Abu Bakr, forgive him. Meaning hide his mistakes, hide his sin. That's what forgiveness means. Then Allah says, Don't you love the idea that Allah forgives you if you forgive him? Now we have grudges with people. Very normal, very natural. Some are justified and some maybe not. Some are exaggerated, and some of them are just part of the nafs. The nafs desires revenge. See, the nafs is such a scoundrel right, that it loves filth. It just loves filth, filthy habits, and filthy traits, like revenge, vendetta. I want to kill him. I want to squeeze his heart out. Which is all. But that's the nafs. Abu Bakr is the best person after the Prophet He can't afford to be that much of a low life. So Allah says, don't you love the idea that Allah forgives you? Allah. same word is used, maghfirah. That if you want Allah to forgive you, Abu Bakr, and you haven't committed any sin, but if you do this, then Allah, you know, you don't know. That's the standard of maghfirah for each other. So in these 10 days, okay, if you do have a grudge with people, fine. The grudge is normal, fine. But if you want Allah to forgive you the way Allah forgives Abu Bakr, then you better do this. That is cover their mistakes. And say, oh, okay, whatever. It is what it is. Why? Because on the day of judgment, there will be people who will be there in front of Allah and other people will be there uh, claiming stake 
that this man deprived me or this woman did this to me or this one did this to me they'll be there in front of Allah and he has all the deeds to get him into Jannah but this one simply won't forgive stubborn man sometimes becomes so stubborn so passionate about his nafs and his ego Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he feeds people those who worship him and those who don't worship him. He feeds those who believe in him. He feeds those who don't believe in him. He feeds those who believe he is one. And he feeds those who believe he is many. The greatest sin, shirk. But he feeds them. He doesn't stop feeding them. Right? And that's what the hadith says. The Prophet has mentioned this in the hadith. Then look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But man, God forbid, anyone says anything to you and that's it. It's a lifelong grudge. Right? And families are torn apart because of this lifelong grudge. I mean, that's not Islam, obviously. Islam means you stick. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things to wrong people. You're going to do things to hurt people and so on. But that is not the Islamic standard. It may be a kind of human standard. But it's not the Islamic standard. Islamic standard of moral behavior is much higher, much, much higher. We can't even think that way anymore because it's so common for people to, say, to justify, vindicate themselves. But that is not the way of the Prophet That's not the way of Abu Bakr anhu. So now uh, this person will come. Allah will bring that other one, the plaintiff. And the plaintiff is going to Jannah. This one, his going into Jannah is contingent upon this one forgiving him. Right? So Allah will say to the plaintiff, hey, don't you want him to be in Jannah like you? So he'll change his mind <laughs> and forgive him. One thing, we shouldn't wait for that moment because that's a tall order. You don't know whether you'll be eligible for Jannah yourself. So before Allah does that and asks us to forgive, we have to do it here in this world. But Ramadan is the time when we should do it uh, holistically, comprehensively. And say to Allah, I've forgiven everyone. Right? Why? Because Allah will forgive you. Man, it is a, <laughs> it's a trade-off. You want Allah to forgive you? Then forgive him or forgive her. If you, you know, as I said, you know, the memory will be there. You might even keep the grudge, but at least ostensibly in front of Allah. As you are nothing anyway, who are you even to ask Allah to forgive you when you've committed all these sins? Right? So I'm saying it's, it's, a, it's easier said than done, yeah, but it's a load off you because you don't want that load to come with you in the grave, as I mentioned before. If you take these shackles and chains with you in the, gra in the grave, you're done for. Because this in the grave will weigh you down. It will just weigh you down. You won't know what to do with this weight. This is all weight, unnecessary weight. So we see that when you, when you follow the order of maghfirah in the Qur'an, there are various uh, types and the various phases and there are various levels. And when we ask Allah to forgive us and give us maghfirah, then we must ask Allah to do this comprehensively, that give us every type of maghfirah 
at every level. Once we do that, then inshallah, as I said, hopefully we'll be eligible or we'll be capable of seeing Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr requires you have no malice in you. None whatsoever, not even for your enemies. Not even for your enemies. You have no malice whatsoever. And that is the way of the Sunnah of the Prophet so we make dua, Allah makes it easy for us to procure maghfirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his pure fadl and rahmah grant us all complete comprehensive maghfirah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live with the standards of maghfirah so that he can also forgive us both here in this world and also in the hereafter and allow us to end Jannah inshallah without any hisab. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayr khilqi. محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحمة الله